world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. A little bit typical here on a Monday morning. My my text message is blowing up. People are having a hard time getting in the queue today, Jonathan. I don't know what's going on. I've had several of them text me, say, tell him to let me in. Tell him to let me in. So I don't know what's going on there, folks. Keep trying. If you can't, I don't know what to tell you. If you can't get, get it, go to Coach Dave Live. Click on join the queue. You should be up and running and getting in. And and we're off and running here for sure. I can see the numbers bouncing up here a little bit. They're pretty low right now, but they're going They'll be bouncing, bouncing up. Had a great weekend uh, yesterday. Uh, me and my wife. Let me do. Let me see who sat beside me. Me and Mike Blake, and then Glenn and George and Emma and Michelle. I said that didn't I? We went down to the Jim Caviezel event down in uh, Cincinnati yesterday. The the Rosary event. And uh, I don't know, thousand people there. I thought there'd be more. Maybe a thousand were there. I'm glad we went down. It was about a two-hour drive down and a two-hour drive back. We had great fellowship uh, talking to. You. That's a Christian word in it. We had we 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 iron sharpened iron on the way down, on the way back, and and uh, it was a it was a great trip. We stopped and ate at my favorite place. Um, I made great big old salad salad bar yesterday, so all was good. Got home and. Uh, it was a great weekend. This afternoon, 11 o'clock, I'm sorry, not this afternoon, at 11 o'clock today, we're going to have on our Brideon show, Jason Storm and Marcus Schroeder. I just want to give you a, a, a feel for that. If you could go down at the bottom here real quickly, number four, pull that up there for me, Jonathan. I don't know how many of you are aware of this. I want to show you this video here real quickly before we really, I got some great stuff hanging there with us, okay? Wisconsin Street Preacher arrested for protesting a drag event. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Jason Storms, who is uh, head of Operation Save America, new director of Operation Save America, one of us, guy that he's, he's, he's a younger guy. We cut our teeth together. Street ministers, Matt Torrellas, Pastor Matt Torrellas, son-in-law, Jason Storms, now head of Operation Save America. They were out on the streets at a drag queen event. And what do you suppose happened? Oh, yeah, they got arrested. See if you can scroll down there a little bit. I'm going to show this video because is this one what the video is going to be? Because this is great. This is a great. No, this isn't it. I'm sorry, man. Where's the one that has the video on it? My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, it should be. Yeah. No, no. Number five, the video of the arrest. The video of the arrest. And, friends, I want you to know that this kind of stuff has been going on all, a, a, uh, Jonathan, it's number five, the bit of the arrest. Do, do you have it? Is that what's up there, buddy? Okay, scroll down then. That's not, I don't think this is scrolling down. There it is. There it is. Okay, now let me let me paint a scene for you here. We're going somewhere today, okay? We're going somewhere. 
Hang on with me. By the way, tonight, uh, tomorrow night, this Usama Dakdok in the garage with Jeff Klein in Mount Vernon, six o'clock. Usama Dakdok. You guys say who's he? Uh, he's he's the expert on Islam and what's what their intentions are. And he'll be in the garage six o'clock tomorrow. That's uh, awesome. Uh, free, of course. Now this is, folks. Look, some of you. I'm not. I'm not bragging. Okay, cut my teeth. Thanks to Flip Benham and Rusty Thomas and a lot of people, Cal's Astro. Uh, I cut my teeth last 20 years with Operation Save America out doing street ministry. It's where I learned to do it. And uh, we've seen this kind of behavior all the time from the police officers. You understand? Friend, are you looking at me, friends? You understand that Christianity is under assault in America. Wait a minute, let, let me back up. You understand that more than anything, Male Christianity is under assault in America. You understand that males, they're after the males. You understand what January 6th is all about? Locking up the males, locking up the male leaders. You understand what's all about? You understand that the sissified men in the church won't stand up and help those who are out fighting on the front lines. You understand that? You understand why they won't let a guy like me in the church for fear that the men in the church might catch uh, uh, a new virus called masculinity. They might catch that virus and they're afraid of it. The last thing they want is men in their churches. They want compliant gentlemen, and that's, that's where I'm heading. So God bless Jason Storms and Matt Truella and others who are out fighting the fight because they are doing the best they can to raise up young Christian men, young Christian men. So here's what happens. Jason Storms takes some of these guys to the drag event. Heaven forbid they'd show up at a drag event, and they're out there reading. You're going to see it here. Reading the Bible from the public address announcement, I think. And you're going to see Marcus Schroeder, who's going to join me on my Brideon show today at 11. And we'll have him on here in the next couple of days as well. Uh, Marcus Schroeder, I don't know how old Marcus is, for sure, 16, 17 years old, a young kid, gets arrested by the police. Well, the voice you hear in the back, the voice you hear in the background narrating is Jason Storms, the new director of Operation Save America. We cut... I cut my teeth with these guys, okay? So, folks, don't be shocked. This is going on all across America. And I think what goes on with Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all the stuff they're doing, and watch what happens to this peaceful Christian standing on the street corner, simply reading the Bible at a drag queen event. It's about a minute and a half long. Go ahead and play it. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What is the problem? What's wrong they say we can have we can, they say we can speak out here on the sidewalk freely nobody told us that this is the, well, how come there's no amplification hey, you guys are acting like thugs man you're like straight up thugs hey you're you're, you're taking away my he has every right to be out here engaging in speech he has every right to be out here engaging in speech there's cars driving by with their radios playing. That's amplified sound. People are standing out here with radios. That's amplified sound. The ordinance has to do with a decibel gauge. 
You don't just get to pick and choose which amplification you like and which you don't. That's selective enforcement of the law. That's discrimination on the basis of speech. That's what you all just did. Content-based discrimination based on speech. Walk away. Because you know you just did wrong. So they just they arrested him, Marcus Schroeder. Uh, by the way, he's about to be a millionaire. <laughs> he's about to be a millionaire, no, no doubt about it. But one, one of the things that really prompted this show that I'm, again, Marcus, the young man arrested, and Jason Storm, the guy narrating that are going to join me on Brideon today and hopefully be on this show uh, either uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. And the reason they're not on yet is that you know, they got to get up at six in the morning. They got a lot, lot of stuff going on, but catch them today. So, so folks, hey, can you do, do me a favor, Jonathan? Go back there a little bit. And folks, I want you to watch the cabal, the cadre of police officers to arrest one simple 14, 15, 16 year old uh, young man out reading from the Bible. Just watch. Just just look at this. Uh, just just turn the sound off if you can, Jonathan. And folks, just watch. You tell me if this isn't government bullying. We don't need to sound. One guy reading from the Bible. Count the police officers. I was just doing my job. Just doing my job, boss. Just doing my job. Look at him. Count him. Count him. Religious persecution, coach. It sure is. Look at him. Look at this. Right? Right? Because, you know, I, I figured out why. I figured out why this is. Look at the cops with one guy. Look at that. Look at that. Can I figure out why? Because they've taught bold Christian men. Hang on a second. The church has taught bold Christian men to be sissies. Somebody out there say amen. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Oh, there's a rhythm to that. That's right. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Welcome in church. Bold Christian men are not welcome in the church. Welcome in church. No, no, they, they got to domesticate us. They have to sissify us in the mess that we're in because now they're parading men dressed like <laughs> women and men who confront it are the ones that are arrested. Somebody out there say amen. I need some reinforcement here. Amen. 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 You may not want to watch here, okay? You may not want to watch it because it's going to get kind of rough here. All right? Pull up for me if you could, Jonathan. Uh I breathe already, already past. I'm talking to myself here in my head. A three B, masculine, masculine. Are we? Is that a swear word? Are we even allowed to say that anymore? Masculine, masculine. According to Webster, it's having the qualities of a man. Strong, robust, resembling man. Coarse, opposed to delicate or soft, masculine features, bold, brave, as a masculine spirit of courage. In grammar, the masculine gender of words is that which expresses a male or something analogous to it, or it is the gender appropriate to males 
though not always expressing the male sex. Are you with me? Are you following here? The last thing the church wants is masculine men. Somebody say amen. I need some reinforcement. Last one. If you stand up, if you, if you have the smell of masculinity on you, they show you the door. They, they, will, they will put guys back at the door to keep an eye on you for fear you. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yep, 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 yep. I'm telling you. are making me mad, Coach. Huh? You're making me mad. Yeah, you're making I'm, me I'm, mad. It's, this is all good. This is all good. Do me a favor. Pull up uh, domestic, domesticated men. I'm heading someplace today. Uh, I'm heading someplace. I'm so sick and tired of this crap. I'm so sick and tired of cowardly men. So sick and tired of it. I want you to start right there where it says, find, find where it says one to 1,000. Keep on going down. Keep on going down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, there it is. Okay. Now, this was written by, hang on, I didn't even give credit to it's written. Okay. The working class American male around 1985 was much like that. That's, I didn't read the first part of it. Okay. Nick Fuentes, he's a young 20 something. A Hispanic male that ain't afraid to be a male, all right? Nick Fuentes is a lot like a working-class American in 1985. Say that again. Nick Fuentes is a lot like the normal working-class American in 1985 before they introduced transgenderism and all this other crap that's going on, right? Literally walk into any job site, any church, any performance of any grade school play, any bowling alley, and you would have found a guy who didn't care what anybody thought of him. You would more likely find dozens of guys like that. That was normal. That was regular. What was regular? Hey, I couldn't give 10 S's what you think, dude. I couldn't care less what you think about me. I'm going to speak the truth, and I don't care what you think about it. In 1985, you could have walked into any bowling alley, and you'd have found him anywhere. Now, that man man is a museum oddity. He's an outcast in society and an oddity to be observed from behind the safety of a display case. Even with a warning label on the glass or desultory footnote written in the condemnation of him, read aloud by the museum docent for all who pass by. In other words, put a man, a real man, they're going to put him in a display in a museum and let somebody come back and say, this is what men used to be like. Thank God they're not like that anymore. This is what they used to be. But they got domesticated. The church domesticated them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the church made them all about love and not about fight. No, 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 no. Oh, how we have fallen as a nation. And I'm not talking about having fallen in the affairs of Washington, D.C. or the affairs of the state capitol. Those are one of many reflections of what we have become and what we have allowed ourselves to accept. They are downstream effects of a certain rot. That rot is the thing that really matters. The radix, the root. I do not simply wish to promote free speech. I wish to promote unpopular speech. Hey, I want to promote unpopular speech in the church. That's what I want to do. I want to promote unpopular speech in the church. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I wish to promote derided speech. 
I want to promote speech that is threatening to established interests. I want to I want to promote speech that makes pastors' knees knock. That's what I want to do. Amen. By the way, honest speech always does that. Whoo we does Fuentes fit that category? Is he honest? I haven't the slightest idea. What I do know is this. He is one of the root components of honesty, not giving a damn what other people think of him. That I applaud. So can you guys. You guys can applaud that too. I couldn't care less. You don't like the show? Go watch somebody else. Go somewhere else. Quit bugging us here if you don't like it. Get out of here. I wish to promote what it means to be an unapologetic American male. That's the billionaire Trump, an unapologetic American male. He's the creation of a different era. See, folks, that's what they hate. Isn't that what they hate about him? He says what he means. You don't care if you like him. <laughs> go, go. You know, vote for somebody else. They're not all you also used, to, but that also used to be the wife and four kids. Halfway to paying off a mortgage. American working class male. He had an opinion. The average American male used to. It was okay. Sometimes he was wrong and sometimes he was right. He sure as hell wasn't sorry, though. No, sir. My dad wasn't sorry. My dad said what he thought and he wasn't sorry. Why do people hate men like that? Let that sink in a minute. We hate men like Oh, he's so brash. He's so opinionated. A lot of you didn't like this show because that'd be me. You know, I don't like. I didn't like the yelling. Really, you have to go to church and have the pastor be able to be. Oh, man. Why do people hate men like me? Because they're not sorry. I ain't sorry. Homer Simpson is not the archetypical American male. <laughs> sorry. They made fun of males. Media's made fun of males. They've demasculated, emasculated. They've destroyed manhood right in front of us. Every man on TV is a, do- a dork. I grew up with gun smoke and bonanza and have gun will travel. Today, Peter Griffin isn't the architectural American male. Donald Trump is. 80 or 90% of the family members and neighbors and friends who came through the working class kitchens and garage and other gathering places of my childhood were just like him. <laughs> amen. Can I say amen? Oh, Do you know oh, that, amen. You grew up around men who said amen. what they meant and meant what they said. I, I, I did. I did. Amen. And the other 10 or 20% were a lot more like them than most men are placed in entertainment, media, and positions of influence today. Oh, they used to be unsexed, to use a term that Lady Macbeth called out to the spirit world. She wanted to be tough, strong, brutal like a man. Our era demands men be not those characteristics. It demands men to be neutral, vapid, flaccid, impotent, transsexual. Or can I say it? Transchristian. The movement toward transvestism and transgenderism is an age-old one. It didn't just start this decade. 
Those who are established wish to remain established and often to control. Those who are not established wish to become established or at least be left alone. Necessary conflict occurs. One solution to that conflict is to castrate the males. Capturing an enemy king and taking him into your court as a eunuch is an age-old tradition, and it continues to this day. Why did they arrest those guys at J6? Because they wanted to castrate the leaders. Boom. Donald Trump, Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, Coach Dave Live, they represent loose cannons. They represent male tendencies. They represent the drive behind what once made America great. But they're now museum oddities, not even welcome in churches. They're museum oddities to some and must be relegated to that if America is to go quietly into the inevitable future that some dream imagine for America. If America is going to go under, they have to emasculate the men. That future is this. Totalitarian global superpower allied with several other superpowers seeking the same. No freedom at home, no freedom abroad. For a different version to happen, the museum oddity must become a normal facet of American society. A man who knows what it means to be a man and he who glories in such a thing. Come out, come out wherever you are. Ali Ali in free men. Come on, man. Come on, man. Stop being ashamed. But much hardship comes with it. Some benefit comes with it, but the greatest benefit might be this. How good it truly feels to know what it means to be a man at the top of the world and unashamedly living life in such a way with honesty, boldness, and opinion, with drive and insistence, with a focus on your values, yet with no care for what others think about you. Speaking the same, nonetheless. Behaving the same, nonetheless. Being the same, nonetheless. I got to take a pause. Somebody's willing to say boom, aren't they? Is somebody out there willing to say boom for me right now? Boom, boom, coach. These are not macro questions. These do not require society-wide change. Behave that way in your own life and watch a virtuous feedback cycle form, encouraging even more of that from you. Do you wish to world, live in a world like that? You wish to live in a country like that? I do. I, I do. I, I want to live in a country again where men knock each other in the mouth. I, I want to live in that kind of country again. I do. Then live each moment more like that. More than live each moment more like that than the previous, and you will live in exactly that world. Those who favor that world will self-select around you. What? What? Yeah. Huh? Look at the look at the audience we're building here. Why? Because men are self-selecting, saying, you know what? I want some of that testosterone, coach. I want some of that. Oh yeah. And some can't take it and move on. Those who oppose it will self-select away from you. <laughs> In time, the equation will change. Strong men bring good times. You can't control the happenings of our entire world. But the one thing you can control is how you respond to what's going on in your own friggin' life. 
the world as you know it, the world around you, the world that you live in each day is shaped by the decisions that you make moment by moment. That's the reality that matters. The one you know. The narrative of the media is far less important. And what a blessing it is that the one that matters, the daily decisions of your life, is the one that you can so powerfully impact. So I say again, do you wish to live in a world like that? Do you wish to live in a country like that? Then live each moment more like that than the previous. And you will live in exactly that world. Now, can I bring a little bit of scripture for you? To back it up, then I'm going to crank it open and let you come on in here. Nehemiah 4. Hmm. You guys know about the rebuilding of the wall, don't you? You guys all remember that? Rebuilding of the wall? Okay, so I'm going to all make you all nervous now. Because, Jonathan, I want you to go to the Message Bible. <clears throat> okay, I don't look. The Message Bible is as much a Bible as the NIV. I'm so, I hate to tell you that. The Message Bible is as much a Bible as the New American Standard. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> They've all been watered down and feminized. So I'm going to read this so you get a good feel for it. It won't take long. Stay with me. This is from the Message Bible. And it's called, I Stationed Armed Guards. This goes back to the days when Christian men fought, when it was okay to fight. In fact, when the Lord encouraged men fighting. When Sam Ballard heard that they were rebuilding the wall, hey folks, we got some walls to rebuild. When he heard they were rebuilding the wall, he exploded in anger, vilifying the Jews. And in the company of his Samaritan cronies and military, he let loose. What are those miserable Jews doing? Do they think they can get everything back to normal overnight? Make building stones out of make-believe. See, they were, these guys wanted to push back. They wanted to restore the walls. They wanted to rebuild the foundation, Psalm 11.3. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And these guys said, we're going to restore America. We're going to restore Christianity. It makes them mad. And at his side, Tobiah the Ammonite jumped in and said, that's right. What do they think they're building? Why, if a fox climbed that wall, it'd fall to pieces under its weight, meaning the foundation was weak. They're laughing at they're laughing at the Christian men, saying, ain't nothing there. They used to have a wall, but it ain't, a fox can climb up on top of the thing and it'll crush. Nehemiah heard it and he prayed, oh, listen to us, dear God. We're so despised. Boomerang their ridicule on their own heads. Have their enemies cart them off as war trophies to a land of no return. Don't forgive their iniquity. Don't wipe away their sin. They even sold it to builders. We kept at it, repairing, rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was joined together and halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart for the work. And when Sambalat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and the Ashadites heard that the wall had kind of been repaired, that the breaks in the wall were being fixed, they got really ticked off. <laughs> oh, the left's getting really ticked off. They started arresting their people. Huh? Oh, yeah, those guys who were rebuilding the wall, they started arresting them. Yeah, they got furious. They put their heads together and decided to fight against those Christians, create as much trouble as they could. We countered them with prayer to our God and set round-the-clock guard against them. But soon, the word was going all around town. Hey, those builders are pooped out. Look, the rubbish piles are building up. We're in over our heads. 
We can't rebuild this wall. See, negative coming, negative thoughts, negative thoughts. Can't do it, can't do it. Rapture's coming. God says it's going to get worse. 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 And all this time, our enemies were saying, they won't know what hit them. Whoa. Hello, there, there, there it is. They, they won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we'll all be at their throats. This is the enemies talking about the Christians. They won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we'll be at their throats, killing them right and left, turning their kids into transvestites and homo. They won't even know. That will put a stop to their work. The Jews who were there, they just kept reporting. They have us surrounded. They're going to attack. I heard it once. We heard it 10 times. So I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable places of the wall. And I assigned people by families, Clay's family, Betty's family, and Roger's family, and Clint's family, and George's family, Dave Allison's family. Oh, yeah. And I gave him swords and lances and bows. And after looking things over, I stood up and spoke to the nobles, officials, and everyone else. Don't be afraid of them. Put your minds on God, great and awesome. And then fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your homes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to pray they get saved? Let's pray they get saved. Our enemies learned that we knew all about their plan and that God had frustrated it. And we went back to the wall and we went to work. Went to work. And then on, half of my young men worked while the other half stood guard with lances, shield, bows, and male armor. Military officers served as backups for everybody in town who was working at rebuilding the foundations of America. The common laborers held a tool in one hand and a spear in the other. And each of the builders had a sword strapped to his side as he worked. I kept the trumpeter on my side to sound the alarm. Then I spoke to the people in charge, the officials and everyone else. I said this, there's a lot of work going on. We're spread out all along this wall, separated from one another. And boys, when you hear the trumpet call, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we kept working from first light till the stars came out, half of us holding our lances. That spirit's gone from the church, folks. That spirit right there is gone from the church. They've emasculated the men. They've elevated the women. And the church is now run. We call the church she, for heaven's sakes. The church is a she. The church is a she. Oh, I could get into that. I'm not going to. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother day. Jason Storms, they're raising up young men. We're teaching young men to get in touch with their feelings, how to play video games, and how to not quit when somebody criticizes them. Yep, coach. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, just, I'm just pausing to hear what the Lord wants to say next. 
going to show you another thing. I'm going to open it up. Remember, when you come here in the morning, if you come here to hear doom and gloom, you are in the wrong freaking place. We're winning. We're winning. I'm going to show you. Pull up. Uh, pull up number two. Huh? Did you? Hey, hey. Remember what? The, what do the liberals say? What do the liberals say about those of us who don't want immigrants coming in our? What do they call us? Anybody know what they call us? Anybody know what they call us? Racist. Racist, yeah. racist, yeah. racist, haters, haters, haters. Huh? And so what have they been doing? Those guys down in Texas, they've been bussing the immigrants to New York City. And watch what the mayor of New York City says, because why? We're winning. We're rebuilding the walls, and we're winning. Go ahead and play this. Guess what's happening in Democrat, Democratic-run or Democratic Party-run cities? Remember they were calling everybody a racist if they didn't want to take immigrants into their cities? And then they started sending immigrants to their cities. They started sending immigrants to New York City. They started sending immigrants to Chicago. And not only that the people get upset, but now the politicians have turned their back on being sanctuary cities. What? Yes. Can you believe it? So uh, there it is. New York City mocked after discouraging migrants to seek asylum. It's no longer a sanctuary city. New York City puts up posters telling migrants to please consider another city as local officials announced it was a tipping point. Now, he's probably a white supremacist. Yeah. Right? Now, isn't that what that is? Besides being a great great man, it's evident wherever he talks. If this was... If this was a city in Texas and it was a white, they would, they would say that guy's a white supremacist. They might even say it now. They said it about Larry Elders when he ran. Yeah. And they're saying it about Cornell West. <laughs> they are. Wow, I guess he's right. It really is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can, white supremacist you can pull that off. You get it? Huh? Hey, hey. We're winning, man. We're winning. Because why? Some of us got a sword in one hand and a tool in the other. And we're fighting hard against the forces of darkness. And the progress seems slow, but we're winning. Are you looking at me? If you're serving a Christianity that believes we're going to lose this, I hate to tell you this. You got it wrong. You got it wrong. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yep, I got a trowel and mortar and a gun. And if we could ever wake up the NASCAR crowd Christians, if we could ever get the guys, the sissy men in your church congregation, men who just sit there and they're, they are right now, right, right now in Westerville, Ohio, pick whatever city you want to, they're conspiring to turn men into women, teach homosexuality to the children of men, and the men don't say a freaking word. Now, my wife will say, Amen. why are you yelling? Hmm? Why are you yelling? Let me do a poll right now. Anybody want me to stop yelling? Anybody want me to? 
No, 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 no. Some of you new folks out there, see, some of you new folks that are tuning in for the first time, you know what it is? You ain't used to a real man. You ain't used to a real man coach. You're not used to it. You're used to some six-foot icicle with poofed up hair and skinny jeans standing before you representing God. Hey, I represent him too, by the way. God's a warrior. He's a warrior. Sitting around watching this crap go on. What must he think of his kids? I could go on, but I won't. I've got to catch my breath. 11 o'clock today, Marcus Schroeder and Jason Storm are going to be with me on Brydown and hopefully be on here tomorrow. Tomorrow, hopefully here or Wednesday on this one as well. Renetti's Pizza, you've been hanging on all while. Come on in. No? Clay? Well, it looked like to me that there was probably maybe 20 police officers there. That's probably, who knows, is that half the force that was on staff that day? Just because a man is standing there preaching the gospel? Uh, I think that what happens, I think what needs to happen is we need to have uh, signs ready that says something like Gestapo Nazi police and have them ready to go. And then when they show up like that, we pull those signs out and start chanting Gestapo Nazi police. And then when they make an arrest, all of us go down to the police station or the mayor's office and turn the whole thing into a protest rally against the police and do that every time and make that the new normal. And if all 20 or 30 of us get arrested, fill the court system up every time. Just doing my job, boss. Just doing my job. Huh? Can I... Is, is it okay if I make fun of somebody? Go back to that video, Jonathan. Go back to that video. <clears throat> you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that one. I Can I tell you this? Can I tell you what I see? I see fat, overweight cops throwing their weight around. And women. Sorry. Sorry! Just tell me what I see. Go ahead and play it. Fat, overweight cops. Look at that. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. Not him, the one behind him. Look at that guy. Look at the look at these compliant fools. Yeah. Huh? Look at these fools. Where, here comes some fat woman with a gun on her belt. Where's she coming? Come on, where where's where's the fatty woman? They gotta get one of them in there. <clears throat> uh, look, police, police, yeah, yeah. Maybe there isn't a fatty woman. Yeah, there's a fatty woman in there. Hey. I, I don't, I'm telling you the truth. I don't care what, tune it off, man. If, if you can't handle this, go someplace else. Tracy. Just as you were speaking about that NASCAR crowd, well, they're about ready to get up in arms again. They just suspended um, a driver for liking an inappropriate George Floyd article on Instagram. And How he's suspended he indefinitely. Been. Exactly. So that NASCAR crowd is going to get rowdy. Hey, listen, we got to be careful, though. I told you I've been saying it forever. That's where that's where the pushback is going to come, because, see, the NASCAR crowd, as I often say, they uh, they they claim to know God, but they wouldn't know him if sat, sat on their lap. They don't know God. Right. They have a form of godliness. But they're not sissified. They're not cowardly. They're not afraid like the average Christian man. Can I say something? Hold your ears. They still have balls. Anybody out there know what those are? The NASCAR crowd, they still have those, see. 
You're not domesticated by those of you who go sit in a church, compot compliantly, listen to the choir and the sissification of Christianity and the soft do-nothing message from the sissy standing in the pulpit. Sorry. Go watch somebody else. Lorraine, come on in. Good morning. The, I've been a single woman my entire life. I haven't been on a date in 20 years. So I'm one of them women who are waiting for godly men to show up and act like men. And now they're making football because nobody wants to play football. Nobody wants to play a scrimmage match. The guys in the church don't, they don't even know how to fight. They don't even know how to fight for their families. They don't even know they're supposed to. They don't even know they're supposed to, Lauren. No, because they they're they're listening to these people that that are saying that the it's all it's just one big lie and they're believing the lie. I want to be with a guy who's a man who's going to fight for me first, standing in prayer for me because the Lord called us to battle and He said to stand firm. He didn't say to kneel. He said to stand firm. That's what He and said. He, and, and when hmm. and, okay. I've never seen a football game that's won on its knees like what they tried to do to football and to every male who played football, American football, not soccer football. When they, they all these people are kneeling for a quote unquote cause, that wasn't a kneel to to show to show strength. It was a, to show weakness. Men should kneel. Hey, Lauren, it's wrong. It's wrong. I want a man. I want a man of God to stand at a pulpit and sit there and be a shepherd instead of a wolf in sheep's clothing who's going to fight for me, who's going to fight for my daughter, and and stand up and man up. That's right. You may end up in jail. Amen. Amen. Woody Hayes, Woody Hayes, the great football coach at Ohio State, said this. Are you listening? He said, I never saw a football player make a tackle with a smile on his face. Huh? We want to love people into the kingdom. The Lord scares them into the kingdom. We got it just backwards, boys and girls. Got it just backwards. Uh, I got something else I got to give you. Wait, Go and just, Go. just real quick. And the offensive line protects the quarterback. Yes. So where is the offensive line protecting that pastor? I They're never not supposed to be offensive. Center. They're not supposed to be offensive. You can't have an offensive line. But the gospel, but the gospel is called to offend those who are dying. We either are a stench of, we are oh. either a sweet, pleasant aroma to the Lord, or we're a stench of death. That front line, whether you're a defensive line or you're an offensive line, I've not seen one of those guys ever be the size of a kicker. I'm sorry. Well, because not. Hey, listen. Yep. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We can only love them into the kingdom, dear. Pray for your enemies. How about praying for your enemies as you stab them? How about pray for your enemies as you trample over them? Aren't we allowed to do both? Does praying for our enemies mean sit back and let them rule and reign and destroy children? Is that, is that That's a different gospel than I got. I got to pull this up for me. Pull up Randy first. I got two of them. Randy sent me both of these. Pull the first one up, John. I'll get you in here. Hang on. Can you make that bigger? I don't know where Randy got. He sent it to me. It says, do you understand, church? <clears throat> Wait a minute. Go the, go the other one first. Go the other one first. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you understand, church? You're the only ones I've empowered to remove the Luciferian criminals from the gates of hell. 
Do you really think a celebratory rapture is in order when you haven't even identified the correct battlefield? Do you think thousands of Christian social clubs that refuse to show up at the gates of hell are targets for rapture? Did I not say you are the salt of the earth? And if you, as a salt, don't bring the healing, cleansing, preserving agent of salt into society's structures, you are good for nothing but to be trampled on. Do you not think that being trampled upon is a precursor to the rapture? Do you really think that? You think that? Do you not see that being trampled upon is the result of being Christian social clubs and not the ecclesia church I spoke of? Are you now afraid your members will leave if you tell them that a gate of hell is a gate of hell? Are you now so cozy with darkness that you don't share light on it? Next one. Have I uh, that have I not allowed things to be so clear in society right now that it is not a matter of politics, but just plain right and wrong? Has not pure evil been made obvious? Do you still insist in playing neutral against evil? Come on, church, rise up. Rise up and be all I foretold that you would be. Rise up, creation groans and travails for you to be my gates of hell, challenging ecclesia. Rise up as I orchestrate a great day of deliverance for you, for the whole nations of the world. Arise and shine with courage, with conviction, with clarity. Leave your lukewarm Christian social club if it affects, if its effect on you is lukewarmness. Find my ecclesia in places not called churches. Recognize my ecclesia and my ecclesia leaders in very untraditional settings if necessary. Recognize my ecclesia, whether it is in a building called church or in an online show. Be taught by those who understand this narrative that I lay out for you. My finest hour upon the church is coming. If Vinny was here, he'd say, boom. I don't know where Vinny is. Amen. Boom. 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 Jeff Klein, then Betty. Go. Then George. Coach, everything you're talking about here this morning, I'm just sitting here thinking, why do we have this problem? That's the question I have this morning. Why? Osama laid it out last night. And I'm telling you, he is more, more on fire than he ever has been in the last five, six years that I've heard him. He lays it all out about the pastors, lays it all about the churches, and the root of the problem is all them young cops that were just on the streets there, they all went through the high schools and the colleges. Here's what he's telling now. They are lie. He's telling the lies about Jesus, the lies about Islam. He puts it up on the PowerPoint, and then he goes through it, and he has school books, their history books, with the pages and the paragraph and the author, the people that wrote this in there, the Muslims that are writing in our school books, the lies about Jesus. And then he shares scripture out of the Quran. It is so pathetic that all these young kids, that he talks about, well, Jesus is just a story. It's just a story. There was a few that witnessed Jesus. I mean, he goes through this. Hey, Jeff, it, hey, yeah. Jeff just look at the men in your church, whatever church that might be, who sit on their ass. Yep. Well, I'm telling I you what. I don't care if it's Muslims. I don't care if it's aliens. Well, there was a lot of people there last night. We actually had one school board member, the president of a school board, and listened for two and a half hours. Osama went on for almost two and a half hours, and as it stood in the hallway as the people were leaving, everybody 
told him. They said, you know what? That was amazing. I could yeah, let's, let's pass this one. I got to move on, Jeff. Betty, go. Uh, yes, I just want to say real quick that those men, it's sad that they had to strut like men to go arrest a little child. Yep. Who's yep. Not a, he's not that old and he's not that young, but he's still a child. And then start away like big men because well, they, they got to they got to make sure he don't have any testosterone. They got to squirt whatever testosterone they can out of him. Exactly, it doesn't work, you know. He's fighting. And, uh, yeah, he's gonna and, be a millionaire. He's gonna be yeah, a millionaire. Praise God, let him be a millionaire. Be a millionaire. Also, <laughs> also, if oh, you yeah. stop yelling, uh, Coach, I will leave this show okay. because now okay. you become I, because, you have have become lukewarm. because you have come lukewarm. That's Amen. why I left. Coach. Amen. Huh. So now you understand now, well, they you, they don't want guys like me in the church. You know that? They don't want me in the church. They want me. Boom, be, baby. They, they want me to be the usher out in the parking lot. They, if I park cars, that'd be what they'd want me to do at the church. They got to keep me away from the rest of the men. That's for sure. Because if the rest of the men started acting like me, might upset their wives. Because their wives run that. I'm just telling you the truth. Sorry. Go ahead, George. That's exactly right, Lorraine, Jeff, and Betty. When I asked the pastor, my pastor, to please address the elephant in the room, that being Satan, he wouldn't look at me again. He's terrified. He wouldn't talk to me again about Satan. He wouldn't even bring it up. Amen. Hey, George, why I got you here, I'm going to give you a day. We rode, George rode down with us yesterday. You guys got to hear his testimony. George, I'm going to give you a day. Get prepared. All. We'll, get it, we'll get it scheduled here. People need to hear how the Holy Spirit of God changed you, brother. Huh? Big time, Coach. Amen. Tim Tuber, come on in. Well, I hate to disrupt a lot of your uh, theology, but uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Mm. And I'll tell you why I, 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 I teach Romans. Because not everybody knows that we win. Christ disarmed the principalities already. Where is that, Tim? What verse is that, Tim? Uh, Verse 15. Of what? Colossians 2. Colossians 2. Pull it up. Colossians 2. So it's already been done. And so all this binding and the satanic crap has already been done. And the average person does not read their Bible and understand what really happened, what Christ has done. And we have the Holy Spirit. If you read all of chapter 2, we've already got it. Nope, but everybody's trying Amen. to say they don't have it. It's done. It's done. We just got to go clean it up, dude. Right? We just got to go clean it up. You're right, Tim. Uh, we 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 are so afraid of the devil. We're 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 going here and learning to get cast out devils here. Man. All you got to do is walk in truth. You walk in freaking truth. That's all you do. When you walk in truth, the devils will flee. Now I'm not against deliverance. Jeez, how about just getting filled with the Holy Spirit? That's all, you, folks. That's all you got to do. Amen. The Holy Spirit will not reside with devils. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy. Now, now wait. A I'm sorry. They probably don't believe in that in your church. That gift ceased, right? That, that huh? Oh yeah, yeah. How about just walking in truth, obeying the truth, speaking the truth, doing the truth? How about not compromising? How about not going along with people saying that you agree with them if you don't? How about being the one that? That cuts the, the the cuts the cheese at the party and doesn't go along with everybody else and stands up and says, "I that's you're a full of crap. 
You're full of crap. Here's what's really going on. What Be that kind of person, will you? That's called being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, it's not all warm and cuddly, and it's not going to make everybody feel good, but Jesus Christ told you that you would be hated of all men. What it says. It said they're going to hate your family, everybody around you. Your mom's going to hate you. Your son's going to hate you. Brother's going to hate you. They're all going to hate you. Why? Because you're salt. You ain't sugar. Dave Allison. Yeah, great, great show, a great Thanks. program teaching. Uh, if you want to really see what the masculine uh, man of God looks like, you know, we all talk about David and all the escapades that he had, but take a look at Jehu in Second Kings chapter oh, nine. No. <laughs> now, there's a dude that knew how to take care of business. You read chapter Second Kings chapter nine and ten and see what Jehu did. This guy, man, once the Lord says, "I got a job for you to do," he says, "Okay, no problem. I'm going to take care of this." And I love the verse when he's going, I, I, I want to say it's Joram was a king that he went to take care of. And, yep. and he, he had, the guard was looking out on the, on the, on the post. Right. And he says, Hey, I see, I see a wild man coming this way with his army. Looks like trouble. He's driving like a wild man. <laughs> Amen. 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 And so Dave, look, I, I'm almost beyond Donald Trump. This ain't about Donald Trump. See, Donald Trump is masculine. They hate it. They hate it. He's not one of those. Uh, I like to reach across the aisle to my friend. Though, I'm not, he's not the, he, he ain't that kind of guy, right? They hate it, man. They hate it. Uh, no, no, he's not the model Christian. Stop it. Don't send me any emails. Why do they hate him so much? Randy. Coach, when you see what Tim Tuber is talking about, Coach, and realize the battle has been won, but... But it's the job now clean of the up God to clean up the earth. It's to take the kingdom, advance it everywhere you go. And when you and by that, what that looks like, Coach, is standing up, masculine men. It, all this is the picture of just the kingdom of God coming forward, and that's that's what we're doing. We're not going backward. We're going forward. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Randy. This is a mop-up campaign. This is what we're in. That's what we're going to be in. We're in a mop-up campaign. Hmm. When uh, Have any of you out there who still go to church, when was the last time your pastor stood up in the pulpit and sent out a cry, a call, a challenge for men to arise and be men? Publicly do it. Publicly do it. Never. 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 And if they did do that, the man would sit there and he'd have to wait for his wife to elbow him to make sure it was okay for him to stand. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. I love my wife more than, I love her more than my own life. You know what she loves about me? If I could get her on, you know what she'd tell you? I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. She loves that in me. She doesn't always agree with it. She knows I ain't jiving her. I ain't lying to her. I ain't telling her things are going to be good when they ain't. <laughs> this is going to be hard, man. We gotta, we're going to have to slug our way through this one. Pussy men, sorry. Mary Beth and then Myra. Oh, I know. I shouldn't have said that word. See, there you go. There you go. Don't take my manhood from me. Okay, can I have, can I have me one of those men, please? I'm also single. There aren't many out there, Mary Beth. I'm sorry. We still oh, we're on we're on live. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I don't care. Mary Beth's looking for a husband. Myra. Coach. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. I will be reading from Ecclesiastes um, 12 and 13. True a sinner do evil in hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall be prolonged his days which are as a shadow because he feareth not before God. Hallelujah. Things are not to be well with the wicked. Is that right? Huh. So they changed the definition of wicked. Wicked is anyone who shows up on the street and preaches against homosexuality. That's wicked. They changed the definition of wicked. They still punish the wicked. They just have a different version of it than, than what we do. I got to show you this real quick. A couple minutes left. I'll get the rest of you in here. Pull up for me because I'll forget it tomorrow if I don't. Bill Barr, number one. Number one. Number one. Bill Barr, you guys remember him? Bill Barr? I got to read this very quickly. This was written. That's Bill Barr and Ronald Reagan, former tenant. We went to Bill Barr's house. For those of you out there who don't know, we went to his house. We laid hands on him. We prayed over Bill Barr. This was written in 2018. Scroll, scroll down. Scroll right there. 2018. Why was Bill Barr chosen as uh, what was he? FBI director? Or no, uh, Attorney General? Was Trump duped by deep state in 2018? Was Trump duped by deep state enemies who placed another predator into his administration? Does Trump have a plan with Barr in place? Is Trump signaling to his enemies that are now own the deep state? Or is Barr the deep state's ultimate final weapon? Scroll on down. National, he's got John Bell. Look, hang, hold on right there. He has, he's pulled alongside of him people like uh, John Bolton who led the Iran-Contra Iran Contra here. They were cozy with the Clintons. Goes down, talks about Bob Mueller. Keep going. Talks about, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Mike Pence. Rumors about that slippery dipping in General Rod Rosenstein. This is night 2018. This further clears the way for Barr to seize power to determine the fate of the Mueller probe, the John Huber's instant, the FISA gate, Clinton emails, Uranium One. William Barr could well determine the course of the political war between President Donald Trump and his enemies and decide the fate of Donald Trump's presidency. 2018, Bill Barr was a plant. And it goes on here and it mentions also Mike Pence. Where was it? Where did we go by Mike Pence? Keep coming. Where is that it? Where, there it is. Does Trump have a plan? With Barr in his place, Trump has signaled his enemies that I now own the deep state. Or is Barr the deep state's ultimate and final weapon against Trump, who remains surrounded by Bush, Clinton, swamp creatures, John Bolton, Iran-Contra conspirators, Vice President Mike Pence, who is in an ideal position for a coup against Trump and remains very cozy with the Clintons. 2018, this dude was a prophet. Huh? Oh, friends, nothing hidden that will not be revealed. God bless all of you that out there. I tell everybody, just be. I, I saw some ducks this weekend, some ducks on the water. They're moving and you can't even, you can't even tell it. It looks like they're just floating and they're gone. You know why? They're paddling under, under the water. They're paddling, man. They're paddling hard. Hey, folks, keep paddling. We're winning. See you tomorrow.